Hello, it's another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Happy Cyber Monday. Yes, and a, a holiday that sounds like it should be something different if we were talking about the I know year that's 1997. What talk about. But like, so this episode will come out on Tuesday. Yes. But we're recording it now on Cyber Monday. And I don't think there's like, a capitalist holiday hasn't been declared for Tuesday yet. Because there's like Black Friday, yeah. Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. So Tuesday is like, sell your ass to pay your credit card bill. Tuesday. Wait, what, what's Sunday though? Um, Go to church day. Give your money to ch- to Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> spend your money on Jesus. So day. yeah, so like you said, Cyber Monday has. That's why I love Cyber Monday because it's always made me think of cyber, cyber sex. sex. Yeah, of course. But I I'm glad like we as a people have moved on pretty much from cyber sex because that was the worst. That was the worst of times. Oh, I see, Michael. I'm too young to know what cybersex. Oh, so I'll like. tell you <laughs> because it's like the position. Okay, the positioning first was really awkward. So when like you cybersexed in the '90s, you had to have one hand on the keyboard, you know, the other hand, you know where, right. and you had to sit in a chair. I mean, I mean, sexting nowadays you need to type with one hand, but it's easier because you have like a little phone and that auto corrects for well, you. And you don't have to worry about your dial-up going out. And then having to the like, other walk thing. back in and hear that noise. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, you that's know, you could killer. you'd be like in the middle of cyber sex and with someone that you think is a teenager like you, but let's be honest, probably like a 50-year-old man totally. somewhere. Yeah. And in someone in your house would pick up the phone and it knocked the dial-up offline. And like no one has ever had blue balls like a teenager in the 90s who is cyber sexing and then their internet goes out like and the best part of cyber sex and is like when you came and you're like you would type like i'm coming and then you'd hit all the keys at once like create all these randoms and then hit it like Argh! all the like, keys that was in that romance. middle row from like a to l everything no just everywhere you just hit them all that means you he did it to you so happy cyber sex monday now let's move on to a story that is not sexy no, it's not sexy, but it does involve some assholes. So, but not the good kind. So last week, so we're talking about Dolce and Gabbana. Who did I even need to say that it's Dolce and Gabbana when I was talking about assholes? No, no. So last week, well, we talk a lot about a lot. Of, we talk about a lot of assholes. So maybe true. Italian assholes, Italian, Ital- rich Italian assholes, rich Italian fashionable assholes would have been all the clues you need to know about would where it? the story was going. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. So last week, Dolce & Gabbana were scheduled to hold a huge fashion show in Shanghai, like a very expensive big fashion show, because right now China makes up one third of the luxury retail market. So, you know, if you're a fashion designer and you want to make some money, you know, start, you start go to pushing China. for China because they're going to buy stuff that's going to be- We've all deal. seen crazy rich Asians. Yeah. And I mean, look, you're not going to make money over here. Like I was just on Amazon earlier trying to look up a pair of like $2 socks. So- North America's done. Forget about us. Nobody's spending money here. So last week, they were supposed to hold a huge fashion show. And one of the ways that they decided to market it was with a Chinese model. It was a video, several videos of a Chinese model trying and failing to eat Italian food like pizza, cannoli, and spaghetti. Because Lord knows those are such rare Epicurean delicacies. No one's ever heard of like pizza. What the hell is that? And Chinese people don't know how to 
eat with anything but chopsticks. Exactly. They they don't know how to use their hands. They only they're like Ariel the mermaid when they see a fork. Like, what is this? Yeah, they're like, duh, should I put this in my yeah. hair? Like, that's obviously the stereotype we all know about Chinese people is that they're just like totally clueless when it comes to eating, right? Of course, that's not a stereotype anyone knows about. But apparently, Dolce & Gabbana, it is. So the videos were released on the Chinese social media platform Weibo. And obviously, people in China didn't appreciate being made to look like complete dum-dums that couldn't eat spaghetti. And the video was quickly taken down. Or the videos, I should say. Um, that's technically where the embarrassment should end. Like in 2018. Yeah, it should have stopped right there. It should have said, we're sorry. We need your money. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. we're the idiots. An intern pitched this idea to us and we went with it. We're, we're still, still racist, but we're going to pretend like we're sorry. Exactly. Because we want the money. Exactly. So they did not do that because, again, this is Dolce & Gabbana. So um, Stefano Gabbana, one half of... Dolce & Gabbana, the other is Domenico Dolce, um, allegedly had a conversation with a... Writer. Allegedly. You don't have to say that. He straight up did. He did. He did. So so he had a text uh, conversation with this writer named Michael Fong about the videos. And, you know, Michael Fong's uh, angle was like, this is dumb. And Stefano Gabbana's angle was that, like, no, the videos were great. You guys don't understand. If you think they're racist, you're an idiot. And then he goes on to be completely awful. And so he describes... Which is shocking because it's not like he's ever said anything dumb and offensive before. This oh. is totally out of character for him. Oh, yeah. I was like... Was he on Ambien? Yeah. Oh, I was clutching my chest when I like read the text messages because I was like, oh, not Stefano Gabbana. He wouldn't have uh, referred to China as five poop emojis, which he, he did in this text. Um, he also called China and I don't even like saying this out loud makes me feel gross even. Well, he said China shit, basically. He, he said China shit. He also like, ha he doesn't even heavily apply. He just accuses Chinese people of eating dogs, which is... Like, that's not even a Chinese stereotype, right? Like, well, for him it is. For him He's it is. stupid, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that text uh, conversation was leaked by the Instagram account Diet Prada, and everybody's, like, flipping out because they're like, wow, that if it, uh, Dolce, Gabbana, Dolce & Gabbana managed to double down on the awful, like, which you don't think they could actually do, but they did. Um, so the New York Times reports that China was so grossed out that people were, like, burning Dolce & Gabbana clothing and stores were moving it. So anyway, Stefano claims that he'd been hacked. Nobody bought that because of course they didn't. Um, and so Dolce and Gabbana made an apology video where, you know, they say, we're really sorry. Our families have always taught us to respect various cultures all over the world. No, they didn't. But anyway, um, they asked for forgiveness. And, you know, if we have made any mistakes in interpreting your culture, which again, you didn't interpret it wrong. You're just being assholes. Um, and but the video, like, the video is pretty much a hostage video. Oh, it's, it's them sitting there in front video. of some fancy wallpaper, and it's, like, all of D&G's shareholders on the other side of the camera holding guns because they really just, they're just saying words that, well, Stefano is just saying words that he was told to say, and they just, it's just it's the weirdest thing. The lighting is really weird. It looks like it was done in a bunker, which, again, it probably was. Um in the end, they say, we've always been in love with China, and they've been in love with China's money, let's be honest. Yeah, and I'm beginning to think, like, this is a producer's-like situation, and Gabbana is purposely 
trying to sink his company because he said before he got in shit before because he said like children conceived through IVF are synthetic children. Yeah, they're not real kids. And that gays shouldn't raise kids. So I'm sure a lot of gays with kids and parents who use IVF have bought D&G kids clothes and they lost that money and now they're losing China money, which is big because also in China, like, department stores are pulling their clothes so they're losing that money so next gaban is going to say like people who like get their ferraris painted gold are the devil spawn and i say that because i'm convinced the only people who buy dng are people with gold ferraris who own a gold ferrari exactly yeah well maybe yeah maybe they're trying to get out of they don't want to be fashion designers anymore and no because it's just like and there's they're spending less time designing and more time like thinking up creative ways to like deeply insult people. To deep, yeah. And so like Melania Trump wears a lot of Dolce & Gabbana, right? Makes sense. She she wore them on Thanksgiving, actually. Yes. So I'm sure that when she, if she visits China, the stylist who keeps fucking with her is going to put her in like DNG chopsticks in her hair and like make her carry a DNG Chinese takeout, takeout bag. Yep. <laughs> And like the Expect little wood, the wooden yeah. sandals with like the two, and that's I know that's Japanese, but again, Dolce and Gabbana doesn't. Uh, yeah, care. we're talking about Dolce and Gabbana and Melania yeah. Trump. Yeah. So now we're moving on from a story about a piece of shit to a story about actual shit. Yeah. So most of us know about that scam, flat tummy tea. So it's marketed as a tea that'll detox your body and speed up your metabolism, which will help you lose weight. The main, in- the main ingredient in most of these like detox teas yeah. is senna, which is a laxative. Yeah, so it basically just speeds up your, yeah, your shitting time on the toilet. Yeah. It's, it's like smooth move. It's a laxative tea. Yes. So there's, smooth move. You know that's... A, yes. <laughs> everybody's mom gave them smooth move and they were constipated. So there's different brands that sell it. And some also make crap like anti... Like um, lollipops that take away your appetite. I mean, that's just the saddest thing ever. Yeah. So Flat Tummy Tea and other brands like them have made a lot of money thanks to celebrities of every level peddling that crap on Instagram. So like the Kardashians, the Real Housewives, Amber Rose, Black China, yeah, Nicki nobody, Minaj. Nobody has a bigger budget than Flat Tummy Tea, I swear. And Cardi B have all either hawked it or are currently hawking it for a check. So Jamila Jamil, who is on The Good Place, so she regularly tells it like it is. And like a few months ago, she tweeted at Kim Kardashian to fuck off when Kim was pushing those demon lollies. So yeah. she's doing the Lord's work. She's kind of the best. So over the weekend, Jamila tweeted about Cardi B's latest Instagram post about detox tea. Cardi did a you know, video about the detox tea that helped her get her pre-baby body back or whatever. Hey guys, so this is my body four months after giving birth. And I lost a little bit more weight than I actually wanted to lose, but... Is if I wanted to lose all the baby fat in my stomach, I just had to. And um, I want to thank Timmy. Timmy really helped me in the process of losing my baby weight. Every morning, or well, some mornings, I would drink Timmy to help me curb my appetite and help my metabolism go a little bit faster. And this is how I've been looking. No, bitch, I didn't got a light bulb. I worked really hard so I could get my butt a fucking stomach looking back like I used to look when I was a stripper. So Jamila 
came out as a scat queen, basically, when she said she wishes Cardi B will shit her pants in public. So Jamila tweeted, they got Cardi B on the laxative nonsense. Detox tea. God, I hope all these celebrities all shit their pants in public, the way the poor women who buy this nonsense upon their recommendation do. Not that they actually take this shit. They just flog it because they need more money. Yeah. So Jamila then tweeted to skip the detox tea and eat more vegetables and fiber. Don't eat something that gives you the runs and eventually leaves you constipated. So she kept going, tweeting at people that if you tell your fans to be thinner, you don't love your fans. You don't give a shit about them or their mental health or self-worth. To which the Kardashians probably said, uh, yeah, and your point. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. She's like, thanks for pulling back the curtain on nothing, Jamila. <laughs> So Cardi B responded saying that she doesn't shit her pants when there's public bathrooms and bushes around. Jamila did not think that was funny and did not let Cardi have the last word and said, um, Cardi will never shit her pants, not because of bushes, but because she probably doesn't ever take the product she promotes. During her promotional video, she keeps looking at the name of the product on the cup, Almost as if she's never seen it. She's calling them out. I mean, it's it's definitely true. And they won't shit because you have to. It's true. You have to drink the tea to shit. And we all know their weight loss is courtesy of Dr. Whoever in Beverly Hills. Yeah, they're not taking that when something called liposuction exists. No. If Jamila really wanted to curse them, she would wish that they all develop an allergy to local anesthesia so that they can't get any more procedures. That's how she would actually curse them in the future. It's true. And like I called Jamila scat queen. But when the likes of the Kardashians are the scat queens, since they're in the business of peddling shit left and right from this tea to their reality show to socks to makeup products, etc. Like they love shit. They yeah, they absolutely do. Have you ever like, taken have you ever drank that kind of tea though, Michael? I've had laxative tea. Yeah. But so I've never I. had flat that's all it is. It's just the same. Did you have you it's ever just... pooped yourself? No. Have you? Yeah. I mean not <laughs> taking flat tummy tea. I mean I have. It wasn't the it yeah. wasn't the smooth move. You have from smooth move? Well not from smooth move. So I I bought like the kind that kind of tea like a long, long time ago, not flat tummy tea. And um yeah, it I kind of pooped myself after I drank it. It was not good. And that was like, I had one cup and I was like, okay, I'm done. This is not worth it. No, not to, you gotta, you gotta do, and you poop, you gotta do keggles in your butt or something too. So you can hold it in. Oh I my know, God, see, this is just, going into a place that I didn't want it I to know. go. And Michael, that's just too much work. I'm too lazy. But like, this is like, Cardi, does she really need to make money like this? This ain't money moves, it's duty moves, bowel <laughs> moves. She doesn't need <laughs> to make money bottoms. like this. Neither the Kardashians, really. Like, but what the thing about them is, I'm surprised that they don't sell an add-on to their poop tea, like Kardashian toilet paper. Which is yes, Kardashian toilet paper is redundant, yeah. but still, like Chris is slipping. Yeah, they if they want to make a lot of money, they need to be making stupid amounts of money. Yeah. So now let's end this segment with Kit Harrington. So Kit Harrington. He's that curly-haired one who always looks constipated. He must be on that flat tummy tea. Or yeah. at the end of the flat tummy tea diet. So he plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones, which for this story is more like Jon Ho. Yes. He married Rose Leslie, who played... Greet? Greet? What, how do you say her name? Her oh, character name on Game of Thrones. You're asking the wrong person. But I think oh, yeah, both Grit. of us don't watch... <laughs> e Greet, whatever. Gritty. So they got married in June. Yeah, Gritty. That's yeah. It. So... 
Cut to last week when a Russian model and TV actress named Olga Vlasova claimed that she had a month-long affair with Kit. Olga says that the affair started before he married Rose and continued after he got married. So Olga Olga told a Russian news agency she met Kit in Luxembourg, of course, after his agent approached her and told her he wanted to meet her. So he fucked her brains out and gave her gifts. She says she broke it off because he's a cokehead who kept forgetting things. Well, (laughs) cokeheads do that. So Olga claims that Kit promised to introduce her to movie producers and that he got her an American visa. Maybe she means a prepaid visa because I don't know how he'd get her a government visa. He's not even American. No, we're definitely talking about a credit card here. So Olga also tweeted and later deleted pics of what she claims is a naked Kit on the bed after they had sex. You know, I'm 60 cent, 60% sure the pics are of him, but I'm 100% sure the pics are creepy. Oh, definitely, because he's asleep. Yeah, he's asleep, he's naked. Um, so anyway, so Kit denies it all, saying that he's never met Olga and he's never even been to Luxembourg. So, mm. and in more important and breaking Kit Harrington news, he recently cut that curly mop. So it's no longer like a luscious bob. It's like more 90s boy man hairish. Yeah. Um, Michael, those... Okay, this whole story, by the way, is like Fatal Attraction for Instagram thoughts. Like, this could be a remake of Fatal Attraction. Because it's just as creepy and it's just as weird. Olga is kind of... I don't want to say she's amazing because she's not. She's the worst. But, I mean, she's gotten a lot of attention this week. But... That those photos, I looked at them and I felt gross kind of looking at them. But oh, the they're thing- so gross. Like, yeah. I usually love some naked men, but it's uh, he's asleep, he looks dead. It's not sexy unless you're like into necrophilia. It's like, it's like you and I 10 minutes trying to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, like 10 minutes into it, we're passed out, we're comatose. Also, he's holding an iPad in them too, which yeah, it's like a laptop. Yeah, that's not how I want to be remembered. Like, that picture is not going to age well either in the future. Because that's like having a picture floating around of you naked holding a Sony Walkman from the 90s. That's true. You want a classic nude photo. Yeah. But so, and like, we're really supposed to believe Olga dumped him because he's a cokehead and he kept forgetting things. Like, that's a reason to keep him. It'd be like, oh, kid, don't you remember you told me you were going to buy me a Porsche? Don't yeah. you remember you were going? You said you were going to give me all the scripts for the last season of Game of Thrones, yeah. and not because I want to sell them to the nerds. Yeah, Kit, you got me a visa. Can you get me a Mastercard now? Yeah, an American Express, Discover, yeah. <laughs> Diners Club. Like yeah. So, and if this really happened, he dumped her because he didn't come through on that visa and those movie roles, and so she sold them out. Yeah. And Rose Leslie doesn't need any of this. because So her dad is like some politician type in Scotland, right? Okay. And he's been kicked out of his party over tax tax scandal. Oh, boy. And his castle, the castle she grew up in, was repossessed. Oh, how? So there's nothing sadder than a repossessed castle except for creepy nude pics of Kit Harrington holding an iPad or a laptop or whatever. So this is the part where we quickly-ish go over five stories, starting with Amanda Bynes. She's who is back. Back. I always feel. I feel like we say that every few months. Yeah. So Amanda went away a few years ago for 
Britney shaving her head reasons. And she's slowly creeping back. And she did an interview with Paper Magazine. So she apologized for the shit she said in the past on Twitter. But does she really need to apologize for telling Drake to murder her pussy? No, she doesn't. But Amanda blamed that time of her life on being high on weed and Adderall. She said it messed up her brain. Uh, messed up her brains. But Amanda's finishing up her degree at FITM and plans to get into acting. And when she does get back into acting, Channing Tatum better get her a role in something because according to her, she made him. Yes. So he was in She's the Man. She says that she pushed for him to be cast, that producers didn't want him because he was older than her. But she said, I totally fought for Channing to get cast in that movie because he wasn't famous yet. He just done a Mountain Dew commercial. And I was like, this guy's a star. Every girl will love him. And she was right. Where's her cut? Yeah, exactly. Well, why? instead of getting back into acting, she needs to get into like management because obviously she has an eye for hunks. Well, so on the last episode, we talked about Channing Tatum being compared to a potato. Some people would say that. Yeah. Most people, Allison... Yeah. So, so people you know, not named Alice. Not you, because yeah. you love him. Yeah. But so you know, Mr. Potato is pissed. He didn't audition for She's the Man because Amanda would have pushed for him, and he would have been back. Oh, for sure. Also, I'm kind. I'm actually kind of shocked that Amanda, like the old Amanda, never tweeted at uh, Channing Tatum for him to murder her vagina with his magic mic. That feels like a real lost opportunity. I know she, she should do it now. So yeah. New York Magazine's The Cut did a long profile on Lena Dunham, and it really should be titled How We Made Lena Dunham Seem More Insufferable Than She Already Is. So the profile's long, and it covers lots of topics like racism and her giving up her dog. And so if you want to go blind, read the whole thing because it'll cause your eyeballs to roll out of their sockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, she said, like, she says in it that she didn't want to name a black puppy. She adopted Rosa because people would think she named it after Rosa Parks. Rosa Barks. Oh, that Rosa Barks is a great name. Well, not for a dog owned by Lena Dunham. So, so, but we're going to focus on what she said about Lord. So when Lena broke up with Jack Antonoff, Jack and Antoff, Jack (laughs) and Antoff is what, so the rumor was that he was dating, that he moved on to Lord. And some think he cheated on Lena with Lord and called Lord a home wrecking gothic witch. So Lena and Lord were friends, but they haven't talked since she broke up with Jack. Lena says it was awful and embarrassing, and she doesn't think anything went on between them, but she'll never know. Oh my gosh. You know what, though? It's not that weird that they haven't spoken, because Lord seems like, to me, the type of person who communicates solely through a series of flashing lights and digital Morse code, and that's just too hard to get all that stuff together. So, you know, of course they're not talking. Yeah, and I think Lord was only talking to Lena since... Lena was dating Jack. So as soon as Lord got the Google alert that they were broke up, she like she couldn't delete Lena's name fast enough from her yeah. phone. Because what what what's what's what reason is there to be friends with Lena Dunham? Only like if you want constant diarrhea, since everything she says is poop inducing. And if that's the case, get some flat tummy tea. Yeah. Call Cardi B. So Hugh Jackman said in a radio interview that he's not gay and that he thinks the gay rumor started because when he played Peter Allen in the stage musical, The Boy from Oz, he had to kiss a man on stage and the kiss lasted a long time. He said, I was literally just locking lips. I started to laugh so hard. So I stayed kissing him because I thought 
I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to stay here until it subsides. And it never subsided, and the whole audience could see my body shaking, so they started. So that's yeah. how the gay rumor started. Right. Um, but he also says that he doesn't care about the gay rumors, too. Like, he's like, I don't care if people think that I'm gay. Which, um, I'm sure there's a whole lot of Wolverine, Cyclops, fanfiction writers out there who don't want to give up their day job. So that was probably great for them to hear. And, like, okay, like, that's not, like, he, that's not why the gay rumors started. And we we all know it. And I'm not going to mention the live-in assistant, but whatever. I'm just, I'm just going to shut up and keep this moving fast so afterward I can go look up this gay kiss on YouTube. Yes. I want to see his body shaking. <laughs> so production stopped on the Jerry Springer show a few months ago after 27 years on air. Crazy. And it doesn't look like it's coming back. But Jerry is coming back to TV in a show called Judge Jerry, which will be like a Judge Judy show Did where Jerry gives like, you know, Gary throws... Jerry throws down the verdict. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is a great idea. And I want to take it one step further. I think that every opening statement should be a series of bleeps followed by y'all don't know me. And the verdict of every case should be decided by who can throw a chair the farthest. Yeah. Or and then the, during the holidays, they should do holiday themed episodes where they like randomly put food on the desks so they can throw it at each other. Those are my favorite Jerry Springer episodes. With like the Thanksgiving episode, and they would just like there would be a turkey on the table, and then they would just start throwing at each other. And Coco better be the bailiff. So do you remember Coco? I don't. Coco was a character on the Jerry Springer show. She was played by a French actress, Michelle David, I think. So she was this, and she had this huge hair, like blondish pink hair, and she always wanted to fuck Jerry. I even do it when you are on. You know, when you are on, it's nine o'clock in the morning, and you know, and I, I don't, not, but that's true, you know, I don't have anybody with me. I'm, I'm looking at you, and you turn me on. Like it would not be a Jerry show without her. So well, I don't Coco her. the bailiff. <laughs> so over Thanksgiving, Disney put out the teaser trailer for the CGI extravaganza. I'm not going to call it live action because that's not what it is. No. The CGI extravaganza of The Lion King, which comes out next summer and will feature the voices of Donald Glover, Beyonce, James Earl Jones, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Afri Woodard, Amy Sedaris, Billy Eichner, Seth Rogen, John Oliver, Eric Andre, Keegan-Michael Key, and Beyonce. And I Everyone said Beyonce again because you're le uh, we're legally obligated to do that. Yeah, if we so, don't do it twice, we'll get sued she will the agency will come for us so what did you think of this trailer um i thought it was not good because it's just the movie but like high definition it's, yeah, it's just cgi how's that any different from the cartoon yeah it's neither live nor action there's no action in it um and it's just also too i'm gonna say it i think that the cartoon simba was way cuter than the live action simba i agree like the there's something not right looking with the live action Simba. no he looks raggedy but I am glad that the lion from the Narnia movies is getting more work because that's yeah, the same one, right? Or it might be the Narnia lion's lesser known cousin. Yeah, it could be the stand-in. You know what? Either way, in this economy, it is nice to see somebody book a job. A couple of episodes ago, we were talking about uh, MLM or multi-level marketing schemes. So it's yes. a, or known as pyramid schemes. So if you don't know what it is, 
it's uh, it's like a marketing strategy for the sale of products or to bring in money without using paid workers. So like Amway, Avon, LuLaRoe are ML- MLMs. Why can't I say that? MLMs. I yeah, it's like, we, it's like work from homework. But we specifically talked about the MLM chain letters. So yes. it's like you'd get a letter. The one that I got was like you get a letter with 10 names and addresses on it and you'd have to send a dollar to each one. Right. And then you that would put you on the list and then you were supposed to like open your mailbox one day and like a mountain. You get knocked by a tsunami of money because yes. every this this letter is going around. You'd be the richest person in the world basically. So Allison mentioned something I never heard of that involved children's underwear and <laughs> I guess Woody Allen was in the MLM game in the 90s. Yeah. So so I didn't quite get it when you were talking about it because we kind of rushed through it. So explain it in detail. Yeah, I kind of came out of left field with that one. So I wouldn't say it was children's underwear. I think that when I got the letter, I was definitely uh, in my new newer house as a kid. So I would have been at least like 13 years old. I think it was a teenager kind of thing. And what it was was I got a letter from my friend in the mail and it had a list of six people's names and addresses on it and it was called like the pretty panty exchange so what you did was you went out and you bought a pair of underwear i'm not gonna say panties because it's too gross you'd buy a pair of underwear that looked cute and you would send it to the person who was above you on the list so you sometimes knew people on the list right yes so i knew the person who was ahead of me like it was a friend of mine so she had to find six people and it was my job to find six people but i just had to send one pair of underwear to her so what it would mean is that she would get six pairs of underwear and then i'd find six people and they'd send me six pairs of underwear and then i would have you know six new pairs of underwear from a bunch of friends um but I never ended up getting the underwear and I was a little creeped out by it because it it was sort of like, it didn't matter who you picked for this thing. Like you could just like find some random girl from your church and be like, Hey, do you want to do this? Like panty exchange? Here's the letter. Oh, and you had to keep photocopying the letter with new addresses on it. So it started to look like a thing. Yeah. It looked like a kidnapper letter. It was really weird. Well, and then you're putting out there like your address in your underwear size. Yeah, to like, and all the people kind of above you on the list, or like, sorry, below you would see it. So there would be people that I didn't know who would see my address. So again, I was like, I don't want to do this because I don't want strangers knowing about me. Yeah, so we got some emails about this. Your friend said that she remembers this. So yeah, because I thought I was like alone in this. Like I thought I was part of some kind of weird like underwear sex trafficking ring so like listener michelle she said she did in the early 90s when she was a teenager and she did it but she never like you she never got any underwear back which was is a blessing if you ask me so then listener chelsea said her older sister did it also in the early 90s and she got a pair back but the pair she got back was from a friend right and so my friend who texted me like she was like i definitely did this she got underwear and she also, I believe, got it from a friend. Um, but she like went out and bought underwear and sent them to people and all that stuff. Yeah. And then I was so then I like wanted to know, I tried to look it up on the internet. So right. hello, FBI, because I'm definitely on an FBI list now. Oh, yeah. See you in I, prison, Michael. So th- someone, I found a Reddit thread okay. about this. So they wrote, my mom and I did this in the 90s. I totally forgot. The way it was supposed to work was you received 24 pairs of underwear. What? We actually sent out underwear to the person we were supposed to, but only received underwear back from one person. 
I wore those panties for 10 years. They were great. Of course, <sighs> now I find this strange and wonder what we were thinking. Oh, my God. Well, but of course, you wouldn't get that many underwear because it's a it's the pyramid scheme level kind of thing where if you by the time you get to the 11th level of like, you know, six people to talk to six people talk to six people. By the 11th level, you've reached pretty much everyone in the States. And by level 13, you've exceeded the number of people on Earth. So it can't it can't continue. Like there's oh no. Oh my god, way this is can... too much math for me. My brain shut down. This is panty inception, baby. And the, uh, yeah, so that's what it was, and so now we know. Yeah, so I'm not crazy, and everyone else who tried to do like the panty mailers, you guys aren't crazy either. We all got caught up in this crazy panty scheme. And now we're never going to say the word panty ever again. Never, so, I swear. I'm going to exercise that for my brain as soon as we finish, which we're finished now. So that <laughs> ends this episode. Thank you for writing us about panties. Oh, my God. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.